Why pay more for a separate CoQ10 supplement? Enjoy twice the benefits with Superbeats Heart Choose Advanced from the number one doctor, pharmacist, and cardiologist recommended beet brand for heart health support. The new Super Beats Heart Chews Advanced by Human is now infused with CoQ10. That's essentially like getting CoQ10 for free. Our powerful blend of beetroot, grapeseed extract, and CoQ10 ingredients support nitric oxide production, healthy blood pressure, healthy CoQ10 levels, and heart-healthy energy with two tasty chews a day. Plus, Super Beats Heart Chews Advanced are plant-based, so you get heart-healthy energy without stimulants. For a limited time, get a free 30-day supply of Super Beats Heart Chews on all bundles and 15% off your first order by going to RadioBeats.com and using promo code DEAL. That's RadioBeats.com, code DEAL. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Grassroots Marketing on CannabisRadio.com proudly presents the USCC Expo Experience, featuring one-on-one interviews with speakers, exhibitors, and attendees from the United States Cannabis Conference and Expo. And now, the USCC Expo Experience, only on CannabisRadio.com. Hey guys, and welcome to the USCC Expo Speaker Interview Series hosted by your evolved thinkers, Charlotte Park and Bailey Depp. This episode features Richard Lowe, the managing editor for the National Marijuana News, which is the nation's first and only unbiased marijuana news network. TNM News Corp provides news, interviews, and education on all things cannabis covering everything from politics and finance to culture and sports. We're starting to see a lot more action and a lot more noise within the political cannabis space. So what do you think is going to be the biggest regulatory barrier for Florida businesses in the upcoming election? Well, um, first of all, thank you very much for having me. Um, For Florida, it's whether or not Floridians want to vote in a Democrat or, or Republican as governor. Um, there are three Democrats running for office that want full-blown legalization in Florida. Um, but Floridians haven't voted in a Democrat in 20 years. If a Republican gets voted in, you know, we'll probably have to work within the confines of the medical marijuana law that we currently have in place. And the limitations there are the lawmakers here in the state of Florida not really creating laws that are true to the referendum question that Floridians voted for in 2016. Um, So right now the barriers are that medical marijuana patients in Florida can't access actual marijuana flour because of the ban on smoking. So they can't even buy flour, period, even if they want to use it in a vaporizer or use it for cooking. So that would absolutely open the door for cannabis businesses here in Florida. Uh, also, the restrictions on edibles, you know, that, that would also open the door a lot. So hopefully, if a Republican gets voted in, they'll 
set lawmakers straight here in Florida if the judges in the state haven't done it already. Okay, so how does your background and your experience um, help to, I guess, voice this type of opinion in the cannabis space? Well, I'm the managing editor for the National Marijuana News. So we cover the entire country, actually the entire world and what's been happening with cannabis legalization, cannabis trends, culture, um, the financial markets. So uh, I cover everything that's going on with cannabis day in and day out, seven days a week. Um, I have a financial background. I was in, first started off as a commodity broker and then became an investment advisor rep for 14 years. So I have a lot of business experience. I've worked with lots of businesses. And I came over to the cannabis space a little over a year ago, one, because I'm a major marijuana legalization advocate. I find the prohibition on marijuana to be appalling, uh, especially from a social injustice perspective. And plus, there was simply an opportunity in the, in the cannabis space, because how often do you see a new industry arise? So I've covered it a lot. It's what I do day in and day out. I see what other states have done in terms of legalization. I'm very familiar with the bills that are going through Congress right now to try to legalize it on a federal level. Um, and so that's where I get my opinions from. I think they're all very informed. So touching on the fact that you hold yourself as a strong marijuana advocate, um, what do you think about the recent ruling by Judge Dodson that the cap on the number of medical marijuana treatment centers in Florida directly contradicts the amendment? Is this a step in the right direction for a state that has been so resistant? Yeah, I think any lifting of restrictions here in the state of Florida is a step in the right direction. Most of the dispensaries in Florida are located in the, the northern portion up near Tallahassee, when a huge portion of the population is in South Florida. So right now, if you're a medical marijuana patient in South Florida, you likely have to have your cannabis delivered to you, um, which is an additional $25 fee. I think that if more dispensaries open up throughout the state and a patient can just hop in their car and drive a few blocks away, I think more people would then go and and register to get their medical marijuana cards, I think it would open the door a great deal uh, for, for the cannabis industry here in Florida. Um, and also it would save patients money. I think it's one of the, the biggest problems that medical marijuana patients in Florida face are the costs ultimately to, to be a patient. So oh. it, absolutely, I think it is a step in the right direction, anything that remove some of these restrictions would be a step in the right direction. Absolutely. So kind of along those lines, um, what do you think are the biggest trends that the cannabis businesses in Florida specifically will either start adopting or have already started to adopt? Yeah. So again, the trends are going to be very limited by the restrictions. So as a medical marijuana patient, as a medical marijuana treatment center in Florida, um, you can basically only offer vape pen cartridges, topicals, and tinctures, which is very, very limited. So nearly every medical marijuana patient in Florida is using a vape pen of some sort. And obviously, uh, vaporizing is a big trend throughout the country. People love the technology. It's very easy to use. Uh, they consider it to be healthy. Um, 
that could change. <laughs> you know, there's uh, the Johns Hopkins study that recently came out that was finding toxic metals and uh, e-cigarette e-liquids, which comes from the, the uh, heating coil in these vaporizers uh, once they're used for the first time. And the same technology is being used in vaporizers for cannabis oil as well. And then, of course, there are the new tariffs on China. Almost all these products come from China. And so they're saying that that's going to add another 15% cost onto vaporizers. Uh, so that, those trends all could change. If the laws were to loosen up and people were able to access marijuana flour and edibles, I think that would become a huge trend here in Florida. Specifically, businesses, I, I, I know that I would like to see a trend in businesses working more collaboratively together. It does feel like a lot of uh, the cannabis industry is, they're not comfortable talking to one another yet. There's not enough networking that's happening. If, can, if the cannabis industry uh, throughout the country, especially here in Florida, were to work together and show the rest of the country um, that this is a very real industry and that it's really well networked, it would highlight the advantages of cannabis legalization and possibly fast forward uh, national legalization of cannabis. So those are the trends I'd like to see. But right now, the trends are restricted to what the laws allow here in Florida. Interesting. So talking about along the lines of um, national legalization, there's obviously a huge cultural divide in this country. Just the country's so vast and every state is almost like a, another country in, in the way yeah. it thinks and um, its laws and its culture. So what do you think are the biggest cultural differences between the backing of marijuana on the East Coast versus the West Coast? And do you think it's going to be changing in the next couple of years at all? Well, you know, they call it the progressive West for a reason. Uh, the West Coast of United States, California, Washington, Oregon, Colorado. Uh, you know, the, the East Coast seems to be catching up to their trends. So over 20 years ago, California passed the Compassionate Use Act, which created this sort of gray market in California where people could technically, state-wise uh, at least, legally walk into these nonprofit collectives and buy marijuana. And so over the last 20 years, the consumption of marijuana on the East Coast has become very normalized. It's spread into Washington, Oregon, uh, obviously Colorado and Nevada. And, and everybody's just already very comfortable with, with cannabis consumption over there. Whereas on the East Coast, people are still very uptight. Take, take a look at Massachusetts. Massachusetts voters also voted to legalize adult use cannabis in 2016. And on July 1st this year, they could have started selling it. But the Cannabis Control Commission in Massachusetts was very slow in handing out licenses to dispensaries. And the dispensaries were slow in getting permits. And it's because everybody's very uptight. They don't talk to each other up in Massachusetts either. Maine voters approved adult use cannabis in 2016, but their governor, Governor LePage, vetoes every adult use bill that crosses his desk. He sides with Jeff Sessions, our current attorney general, on nearly every issue, including all issues on marijuana. Um, it took Cynthia Nixon running against Andrew Cuomo in New York as, uh, as governor 
for him to, to switch sides. He'd been against cannabis legalization his entire career. But now that leverage that Cynthia Nixon created has basically forced him to start talking about legalizing cannabis in New York. So that normalization just hasn't come over to the, to the East Coast yet. People are still very uptight about it, whereas if you go to the West Coast, it, it's incredibly relaxed there. So you know, it's, it, you're right. Every state is different, and from coast to coast, it's very different. Uh, and I think that that normalization will spread. I do think in a couple of years, uh, if you go to metropolitan areas on the East Coast, if you go to New York, you go to Washington, D.C., you go to Boston, there are already people openly consuming cannabis in public, even though it's illegal to do that. It's simply a sign of how it's becoming more normal uh, to do it. But in more rural areas, people are still very uptight and the politicians are still representing uh, th those perspectives uh, that, that aren't very progressive towards cannabis legalization. From gold rush to green rush, I guess we are <laughs> the pioneers out here. <laughs> yeah, indeed you are. Indeed you are. <laughs> so being a financial guy, here is the million dollar question, or I guess the billion dollar question in this case. Um, there are some predictions that state that by 2020, Florida's medical marijuana market will reach 1.1 billion. Do you think that they're on track to hit that target? Uh, as things currently stand, no. That's, uh, that's based off of the BDS analytics report uh, that came out. And it bases those numbers off of there being 350,000 medical marijuana patients here in Florida, uh, each spending I think a little over $250 a month on, on cannabis. So 2020 is just a year and a half away. The medical marijuana program has been in place for a year and a half already, and we don't even have 100,000 subscribers yet in Florida. So in the next year and a half, we would, they would have to ramp it up by more than three times uh, what, what, what it's currently at, which is tough to imagine that they'll be able to do that. That's also thinking that nobody is going to let their medical marijuana card lapse. I imagine people will let, let it lapse the way that the, the current medical marijuana prog program stands right now. In order to reach those goals, they, they've got to lift the ban on smoking here in cannabis. They've got to make medical marijuana flour available. Uh, they should make edibles available. And of course, if a governor does take over, uh, that is for legalization. Uh, of adult use cannabis, uh, which is probably our quickest path to get there because they weren't able to get the referendum question on the ballot for this year. If we did get one of those, those uh, Democrats in office here in Florida that was for legalization and adult use became available, that would obviously make those goals more likely. But as things stand right now, it, it doesn't seem very likely to hit those targets, no. Oh, well, it's... Uh kind of disheartening that people post numbers that have facts that aren't entirely correct. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, here in the cannabis industry, you got to remember that it's still in its infancy. In order to, for uh, looking at it from an analyst perspective, you have to have lots of data points. There's got to be a lot of data to look at to eliminate as many uh, outliers as possible. There's, there's still just not enough data yet. All of the states have different laws for their marijuana programs. Here in Florida, they ban smoking. In Arizona, they, the judge just decided that you can't use vaporizers anymore. So <laughs> there's just too much inconsistency in the data. 
for analysts to really project well uh, what, it's, uh, what, what the industry is going to be. But I do not doubt that the cannabis industry and the cannabis industry in Florida is, is going to continue to grow by leaps and bounds. It'll be huge here in Florida. We're going to challenge the snack industry, the soda industry. Uh, some of the, the better statistics that I like to look at on a national basis suggest that by 2027, uh, the industry could be $57 billion here in the United States. So, um, I, I'm, Which I'm is bigger positive. than the snack industry. Yeah, right. <laughs> and so I'm very positive about where the cannabis industry is going. But that specific data uh, to 2020 about Florida, things would have to change a lot, in my opinion, for us to be able to hit those targets. Wow. Looks like Florida's got a lot of work to do. It does. Well, we're happy to help. <laughs> yeah, let's hope that the USCC can give it a little push. I'm sure it will. I'm sure it will. <laughs> Spreading awareness is exactly the key that we need to, to spread legalization. Absolutely. Well, I think that's all the time that we have for today. But Richard, please tell the listeners what you're going to be doing at the USCC and where they can find you. Uh, sure, no problem. So uh, I'll be walking around uh, representing the National Marijuana News. You'll see me with my gray TNM News uh, shirt on. I'll have my TNM News. It'll have a TNM News emblem on it. I'll be doing Facebook Live posts throughout the day, walking through the uh, the rows, talking to the vendors, and then uh, I'll be doing interviews one on one with the with a number of the speakers at the event and uh, the, uh, the the booths there. So if you see me, flag me down, jump in front of my camera, uh, share your piece. Because a lot of people will be listening. We got. Well over 170,000 Facebook fans on TNM News, and see 150 to 200,000 uniques to the site each uh, each month. So uh, it's a great place to get some free media. Awesome. Well, we will be reposting the link onto the USCC social media. So keep an eye out for it, so we can spread the word. We Absolutely. can't wait to see you at the expo in Miami in about a week now. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be great. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you so much, Richard. It was an absolute pleasure. We will oh, speak to you soon. Nice talking to you, too. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the USCC Expo Experience, only on CannabisRadio.com. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.